Thanks for joining us today on Pagosa Adventures. Today, I have two very special guests. They actually are team members in one of the companies that I own, but they are both RV enthusiasts. In fact, the reason for this podcast is because Taylor, this summer, had never RV'd before. Taylor, how are you? I'm good. And then I also have Shay. Hello. And so this, I think this is a perfect uh, opportunity to learn about somebody who had never RV'd before and just took off for 35 days, basically just jumping out there. That's what you did, right? Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, so, and it was awesome, right? Mm-hmm. So we were following along on Instagram with you and all of that good stuff, and you just had a blast. So tell us a little bit about what you did, because it was you and a couple of girls, right? Yeah, so me and three of my really close friends, we rented an RV through Cruise America and traveled up the West Coast, so through all the national parks, and we visited some friends along the way, but... We started in Phoenix and made our way all the way up to Seattle. And you have never RV'd before? Never. It was our first time. And what was the learning curve on how to, I mean, obviously you got to fill tanks, dump tanks, uh, you know, propane, all of that good stuff. How did, did you, did they give you a little class or what did you just do? Wing it? Yeah. So they gave us about um, a 10 minute lesson before. So 10 they, minutes? <laughs> 10 minutes. Wow. They handed us the RV keys and they were like, okay, we're going to walk you around the vehicle they walked us around, took us inside, showed us how to start it. And they're like, all right, you're off. Um, so, yeah, it was a kind of a learning curve along the way. Did they tell you anything about, like, propane, what to do with propane? or? They actually didn't. And halfway through, they, there's buttons in the RV that you can see where all your levels are at. And halfway through, we realized we were out of propane, which kind of it takes care of, like, your heating system and stuff. And as we got more north, it was cold. Um, so we had to search, like, propane everywhere to try and find Someone to refill it for us. Yeah, and that's why I really wanted to have you on today because there's so many people that are buying RVs these days that have never RV'd before and they're super intimidated and, you know, and um, I mean, was it intimidating just jumping in this vehicle? I get the intimidation. Um, I will definitely say there's a lot of anxiety around the trip. Um, but once we started going, like there's so many resources anywhere you go. Um, it's a quick Google search to find whatever you need. So if we needed cheap gas, we could use an app for cheap gas. Or if we needed propane, just Google nearest propane. And we actually, um, when we tried to get propane, we couldn't find it right away. And the people in the towns were all really nice to tell us like, oh, go here. You'll find the cheapest prices. So everyone's helpful and Google, obviously. Well, that's what I love about RVing too, is it's just, you know, it gets you out and seeing towns that you've never been in and and meeting people and, and seeing how great of a country we live in. Um, so you rented from Cruise America. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell me about the, I'm sure it was a Ford chassis, probably RV. Yep, standard and, size. Yeah, and then, because it's like a van, right? A little bit bigger, yeah. It was 20 feet by 10 feet, I believe. So oh. about 200 square feet inside. Okay, and you had four girls in there? Four girls. <laughs> oh, mercy. <laughs> Could and not you, imagine. And did you get along? Um, Shockingly, yes. We maybe had one tiff about a weekend. And I think it's because we were just all adjusting to being in a really tight space. Well, that's another thing that people may not necessarily, you know, 
even being married for 20 years and getting out on the road, you are in a much tighter space than you've ever been in doing things you've never done before. And so sometimes Janet and I can find ourselves like getting a little irritable in the sense of, well, I can't, she can't walk away, you know, from me, you know, in our house where she can, you know, just leave me be if I'm being a moron. Right. And so with RVing, obviously you do have to figure out how to adapt to other people, whether it be your wife or somebody you're traveling with, in the sense of there's nowhere to go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the most privacy you have is a curtain. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so with four girls, small RV, you really learned how to make sure you got along. Yeah, to adjust a little bit. I mean, in there, we the four of us have very strong personalities. So I think it was learning um, there's not a lot of space for strong personalities. So be who we are, but also fit in with three other girls and 210 square feet. So you got, you rented it in Phoenix. So you flew out there. We're in Dallas, but so you flew out there. Mm-hmm. Yep. We flew to Phoenix and we actually um, had a friend that lived there and he dropped us off at the RV place and that was it. We picked up our keys and went. All right. And what do you remember? What Was it a daily rate or how, when you, if you want to, because it's a good idea to rent an RV Sometimes, you know, I would say you got to be careful in the sense of if you're expecting a rental RV to be, say, the same quality as a leisure travel van, they're not. I mean, they're really built just for rentals. People may abuse them. Things may not do anything not work in the RV. Um, Our table bed, we could take the table down the first night um, to make it a bed. And then it was horrible to put back up. And it was, again, just because in a rental, people don't take care of things as well. Um, so it was like bent funny and you had to like mm-hmm. wiggle it to get it out. Um, so we ended up just not having a table. Yeah. And that, that's what I tell people because a lot of people ask, should I rent an RV before we actually buy to see if we're going to like it? If you could, so if you're in the market for say a leisure travel van that is, you know, has a little more higher quality build than a rental RV. I mean, you're going to have a much better time in the leisure travel van. There's much better opportunity for things to not go wrong. So if you rent an RV, say from Cruise America, that's their business is renting RVs, knowing that there's been, this thing may have been taken out for years and there may be things like the table didn't work. Was there anything else that didn't work? Um, luckily, no, we, everything else ran fine, but they told us multiple times like, oh, there are things that might happen. Just yeah. call us and we'll come out and fix it. Well, you're very fortunate because mm-hmm. I mean, no matter if you get a brand new RV, whether you have, you know, a million dollar RV, no matter what you have, things are going to break on an RV. So that was very fortunate that you really didn't have any have any issues. Absolutely. So to get back, should you rent, uh, say, a Cruise America to see? Yeah, I mean, for the experience, just knowing that things could go wrong that might not go wrong in your leisure travel van or or you know a, you know a newer RV. So uh, keeping that in mind. So jump in in Phoenix and then just take off. Did you have Did you have an itinerary? Yeah. So we actually, um, when quarantine started, we were itching to go someplace. And so we planned this trip about a year in advance and it gave us a year to really set, okay, we have 35 days. We need to figure out, cause with cruise America, you also pay for mileage. Um, so that's one downside of renting is it's not only your daily rate, but you're paying for every mile you drive. Um, so we had to really plan out like, this is going to be the best route so that we're not, you know, kicking ourselves at the end for spending an extra 3000 miles. Um, so we like, decided which parks we wanted to go to and then the best route to get there. And did, uh, so let's talk about the actual camping experience. So first night, so you're probably a little nervous about setting up camp and everything. Yeah. Or maybe you weren't. Um, 
I mean, you're a pretty, you're a pretty brave person. I've known you for a long time and yeah. like you just, obviously you just, y'all just jumped out there and did it. Yeah. Tell us about the first night. So actually my in-laws, their neighbor, they have the standard size RV that we drove and they had told me all this stuff about leveling your RV and whatnot, how to take care of it. And Cruise America didn't tell us any of that. <laughs> so when we got to our first campsite, I'm like, looking for a level site, like trying to figure out exactly what we're supposed to do. And we ended up just like backing in, unpacking and cooking dinner. Like it wasn't anything serious. So it worked out really well. Did you, I mean, as far as hooking up the electricity, was that easy for you? Extremely, which again, I was surprised, but um, it's just one plug to plug in the electricity and then hooking up all the water and stuff. Yeah, I do think a lot of people get a little intimidated thinking about, oh, I got to hook up electricity, I got to hook up water, I got to hook up, you know, the tanks and things like that. But it is, it's very simple. And and once you get it, get it down, then it probably got easier. Yeah, absolutely. After one time we were like, okay, we're pros. We got it. So leveling the RV, did you ever, did you end up trying to level? Did you have leveling blocks or how did you do that? We actually never did level. And then, um, the only time we had an issue is when we stayed at a friend's house up in California, we were in their driveway and it was slanted. And so our refrigerator went out because it has to be level Mm -hmm. to keep everything going. Um, so we had to throw our food away and then repark the RV. But that's now, did the, you know that that was going to be the case or is that something you learned? That's something we learned. Cause again, they, the only people who told me something about that was the neighbors. And so when we got on the road, we didn't ever think about leveling. Yeah. And so let me explain that a little bit. So you had a, what's called an absorption refrigerator, which is what I have in my leisure travel van. And yes, they do need to be level. And that's why a lot of people may upgrade if you're, you know, you, you're not able to in a leisure travel van to upgrade to a compressor refrigerator, which is a better situation. But the but your refrigerator did also run on propane. That's a good question. I bet it did. I'm sure it did. Yeah, and that may be why you ran out of propane yeah, as well. Because that's the only thing that we constantly had running. Yeah, and so yeah, so a lot of people, you know, the absorption fridge, you know, leisure travel van, it's three way fridge, run off of battery shore power, um, or it will run off of propane. So obviously that's good to be able to do. So you did learn the hard way about having a level refrigerator. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a bummer. So, um, was it a lot of food or is it just not that big of a deal? Well, the refrigerator actually is a really decent size, which I was surprised to see. Um, and we tried to do the, like, almost like a sniff test. Like, is this still good? Cause <laughs> we're on a four week trip. Like we're trying to be fiduciarily responsible. So we, um, tried to like pick through what we could save, but honestly, most of our food for the week was ruined. Mm. Yeah. So, and tell me why you did this. Why? I mean, does it just to get out? Obviously we were in, you know, quarantine for a while and then, you know, life's just been weird. Yeah. Y'all just wanted to get off and go. Yeah. And I think all the rage right now, honestly, is behind RV traveling. It's incredible just being able to like get on the road and you can see so many things like flying is wonderful. It gets you places fast, but you're missing so much. And so I think we really wanted to be able to like absorb everything we could within 35 days. And the RV was the perfect way to do it. Yeah. And it's, it is, I mean, I love it. And I, and the funny thing is, is while you were gone, you know, we had our leisure travel van just sitting here. We were, I don't, I don't know why we weren't out and about, but I was sitting there watching all of your posts. I was so jealous that <laughs> here you are out RVing and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm back here at the office and, and, uh, watching you as you were enjoying yeah. life. So I was a little bit jealous on that. Now I've also got Shay here. Now Shay runs all of our social media for all of our companies. Yes. And so 
as you tell, I have you do some stuff for Pagosa Adventures every once in a while. But Shay is someone who desperately wants to find an old Airstream or an old something. You showed me a picture the other day of something you wanted to buy that was $6,000 and gut it and redo it. So tell me about what you're wanting to do. So that, what I showed you is actually a 1978 Dodge um, that like drives itself. So like a true RV. Um, But I mean... For the last, I can't tell you how long, multiple years I've wanted <coughs> sorry, um, something vintage that I can completely redo. So a Shasta or an Airstream would be amazing, but those are extremely pricey. Um, but just something to completely make it my own and, you know, just be kind of out there and a little quirky, but useful. So I actually want to turn it into a business and into a um, like a small coffee shop, something like that. But um, yeah, just something that I can pull behind my little... Um, SUV. Yeah. See, that's, uh, so Shay is really, you know, she's very um, like that. I guess that's the <laughs> best way. Like, I think if I gave you my leisure travel van, you'd say, no, I would rather take something. I would rather vintage it out mm-hmm. and I would rather do it this yeah. way. Like I, I love a project. Something. Yeah. I love a project. Yeah. In the RV world, Shay, mm-hmm. if somebody's looking at an RV from what you can tell on social media, because being looking at, you know, you go and, like I said, help oh, yeah. me with my social media and stuff. What look, what looks like it's the the hardest thing to do in RVing? I mean, honestly, just choosing the one that you want because there's just so many things out there. I mean, especially right now with me looking into like the older RVs and, and camper van or camper trailers, is that there's just so many options and you don't know until you get inside of it. You don't know how tall it is, how it tows, anything like that. You don't know until you're there. Right, and yeah. and right now a lot of people are buying RVs sign and seam because yes. there's none out there. So they order them or they, you know, if someone mm-hmm. comes for sale, they'll put a deposit on it and buy it sight unseen and everything. So were you jealous of Taylor while she was out 35 days? Of course. I mean, I don't know. Every millennial, at least I follow on Instagram has, um, been obsessed with van life and, you know, taking a van, converting it into a home and traveling the entire country. So actually seeing somebody that I know doing that and experiencing that, Obviously, I was jealous, but also very happy for her. <laughs> she got to experience that and, you know, got to live vicariously through her. But yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe next summer you'll do it. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> do it together. Oh, yeah. Can I have another month off? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, I, we'll see about that. I mean, <laughs> both of you, I don't know. We'll see. Have to see. But Shay's going to Scotland to get married next summer, too, right? Oh, I am. So you probably, your RV life is going to still be on hold. Yeah, probably. Unless we've written there, but... We'll see. Oh, that would be fun. Oh, that'd be amazing. Do they drive on the right side of the road? Yeah. Oh, wait, oh. the other side. Yeah. They, Whatever. They drive on the opposite the wrong side, side of the road. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Janet and I, we're go- we're definitely going to be renting an RV in England. Oh, yeah. As soon as COVID is not crazy. That'd be so awesome. Yeah. And that is you. And the, what's crazy about over there are the roads are so narrow. Yes. Mm. And so the RVs are smaller. Mm-hmm. So you get one that's, you know, that's uh, like a transit van or something. But you really should think about that. I mean, we two years ago we went to Scotland and drove the entire country. We didn't. It wasn't an RV. It was in a very small, compact car. But we did, you know, see the country on four wheels. <laughs> yeah, well, that's well, and it's you know, obviously, it's you can get around Scotland in a few days, whereas in America, <laughs> exactly. it'll take you a few days just like to get out of out of Texas. Yeah. But so it is. That would be very fun. Mm-hmm. You might even think about that. I mean, yeah. Because I think you're going to Switzerland for your honeymoon, yeah. right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did not know that. Oh, yeah. That's so fun. Oh, yeah. she's very international. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Uh, Hair flip. Yeah. <laughs> so well, let's get back to your yep. trip. And I want to get back to what um, what a new RVer 
learning the ropes is all about. So how long did it take you to where you're like, oh, I could do this by myself if I wanted to? Um, The first drive. It was shocking how easy it was. I mean, we all drive like small cars. And so it's intimidating, like sitting in the seat, you're already two times the height that you are in your regular car. But our first stretch, um, we spent the first night in Sedona. So we had a drive from Phoenix to Sedona in that night, which I think was a two and a half hour stretch. And we just went for it. And it was not bad. It drove like a big truck, not hard. And so, and it was automatic and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are getting intimidated about driving an RV. Whereas really you just, it's just such a size difference. You have to look at your mirrors and were you nervous about, cause you don't have a rear view mirror necessarily. So what'd you do about that? Um, so if we ever had to like back up or anything, it was, um, all three girls were out and then one was in the driver's seat and it was like a huge ordeal. To did get. you take turns driving? We did. We all took turns driving. I think some of us liked it more than others cause the seat's not like extremely comfortable. So when you're on a long stretch, cause our mm-hmm. stretches were like four or five hours each, um, so you get a little uncomfortable, but, um, yeah, you have to give yourself a lot of room to stop, which I don't think we originally planned for. Cause you're not stopping a car. You're stopping like mm-hmm. a huge RV with live people and lots of food and <laughs> dishes. Right. Um, so you can't like slam on your brakes. That doesn't exist. Yeah. So. A lot of people don't take that into account. Yeah, no. And we, um, I accidentally took us like straight through LA traffic, like bumper to bumper people slamming on their brakes over and over. So I was leaving like 10 car links ahead of me. Did you, you, did you go on the 405? On accident, a huge oh, accident. My. I gosh. got on ways and I was like, oh my gosh, guys, we'll get there in three hours. How exciting. Not realizing that it was taking us straight through LA. Oh, that's, that's hideous. That, yeah, that's something I would, will definitely do is avoid any metropolitan area. Absolutely. Like LA, Chicago, Dallas isn't too terribly bad, but I mean, you can get in serious traffic here in Dallas as well. But if you're in like Chicago or especially the older, you know, places that, you know, their highway systems just haven't kept up, you'll be sitting there forever. Ever. And then if you can't, then here's another thing that you have to learn this, say, really plan for your exit because you can't just zip over if you miss your exit. No, not at all. And I, a lot of the things I had read before we went was like, this isn't a car, like don't be overzealous. If you missed your exit or if you think that you can get there, don't just skip it and turn around. So I think we were all really good and took into account the fact that like if we were in the far left lane and our exit was in half a mile on the right, we would just skip it because there was no way. Yeah. And the extra, the five minutes that it takes to go to the next exit and turn around is much better than the three hours you're going to be sitting there um, trying to work out a wreck because you tried to zip over and ran into a car. Absolutely. So you definitely don't want to do that. So, so you went from Phoenix all the way, the, what's the farthest point you went to, Seattle? Yeah, we dropped it off in Seattle. Oh, you dropped it off in Seattle. Yeah. So it was just a one-way trip. It was a one-way, yeah. So we, um, one of our friends um, that we went on the trip with, she lives in Idaho. So we were able to drive up to Seattle, drop off the RV, and then we rented a car to drive to Idaho. Okay, so tell us where, where all you, or what was your favorite spot along the, the drive? That's such a hard question because we started in Phoenix where it's all desert and no, like, pretty forests but Sedona's incredible like all the red rocks the hiking mm-hmm. was amazing um the weather was hot but it, we got very lucky like it was cooler probably like 80s when we got there um for Arizona that's amazing and then why by the time we got to California we're like in the redwoods and like a magical forest with trees 100 feet tall so it's hard to pick a favorite because they were all so different you know mm-hmm. and then we did like the Oregon coast which is just incredible we did the pacific coast highway which is driving through a mountain 
right on the coast, like seeing right. the ocean. Yeah, that's that's on my agenda to do. Oh man, the Pacific Coast Highway was incredible, and we um, slept that night at Big Sur, which is beautiful. Um, just don't eat before you drive it. <laughs> mm. Oh, because it's very windy, right? Yeah, I got carsick. <laughs> so, uh, so when you say you you stayed at Big Sur, did you find an RV park? And let's talk about that. How did you find places to? To, to, to park overnight. Yeah, I don't know what your experience has been, but for us, um, especially going in peak season, like we went in the summertime where everyone and their brother is camping. Um, so we had to plan for our campsites, or at least if we wanted good ones with like full hookups and everything, we had to plan months ahead. I think by January or February, we had all of our sites booked. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so, and then there was one or two nights um, that there was a fire at the national park we were supposed to go to so we rerouted to the oregon coast and there was no campsites open mm-hmm. so we slept in a parking lot which is also fun mm-hmm. um but yeah so campsites were awesome you did we did get a good mix of like some incredible really pretty campsites and then some that were like small it was just a spot there was mm-hmm. nothing to do right kind of spots yeah so when so with big sur where did you stay we stayed in an incredible um I wish I remembered the name of it. I'm sure I could find it, but it was an incredible campsite. Um, again, with lots of redwoods surrounding us, and um, it was there was no cell service, which was really nice because we were like in the middle of incredible scenery, just like the four of us enjoying each other. So instead of looking at an Instagram of pictures of the redwoods, you were actually looking we at the redwoods. We're looking at yeah, them and running great. through them, and we like got to have our first fire that night. So we were like camping outside and just having mm-hmm. a really good time. It was awesome, and there's so many. Um, like people surrounding us, they were all so friendly and fun, and we got to meet a lot of cool people there. It was awesome. That was probably one of my favorite places. Yeah, I, that would be an incredible, and that I definitely is on my list to do. Yeah. So I'm going to do it. Then, uh, so tell us then, what did you learn through all this, and would you do it again? Absolutely, I would do it again tomorrow if I could. Um, I think one of the biggest things I learned is that you're always going to have fears about things. Like I'm telling you, I had so many panic attacks about this trip. Just thinking about it's, it's daunting Mm -hmm. thinking about getting in an RV for 35 days, but it was so worth it. Like if I could buy an RV tomorrow, I would, Mm -hmm. I highly recommend it's incredible. Just getting to see the beauty of the world and then getting to meet seriously. The people were incredible. Everyone we met along the way. Right. Yeah. That's what I really love is especially in RV parks because other people that are, you know, basically like-minded like you and just are friendly. And, um, did you make a lot, you know, did you meet anybody in RV parks that you follow on Instagram or anything like that? Yeah. We met a lot of friends in RV parks. We met a lot of people can't are hiking actually. Um, a few people that we're still keeping up with. It was awesome. Yeah. That's probably the best part of it is just, just meeting people. Making connections. Yeah. Making connections that you would never do if you're getting an airplane and fly over that country. Yeah. Um, so you would do it again in a heartbeat. You, the intimidation factor went away pretty quick. Absolutely. What's the biggest piece of advice? So, you know, a lot of people who listen to this um, are people who have, say, a leisure travel van on order, have never stepped in one. They're nervous about all the hookups, all of those different things. What's the biggest piece of advice that you would give somebody to, to not be nervous about the whole situation? Um, okay, so do your research, but don't take it too seriously because you're going to fall down a rabbit hole where someone's telling you all the horrible, horrible things about being in an RV for a month, but I'm telling you I've done it and it's, it's, you'll catch on, you'll be fine. Um, so do your research, figure out what you need to know, um, but let it, 
let loose a little bit, let it teach you what you need to do. Um, cause when we took, when we were being too serious or when we were like trying to go by the plan too much, that's when things weren't as fun as when we kind of just mm-hmm. let the road take us or let the RV take us where we needed to be or how we needed to handle things. You and know? probably one of the things that you remember the most is being rerouted because of the fire and staying in a parking lot. Yeah. And I mean, that ended up being one of my favorite parts of the trip because the Oregon coast is incredible and we got to take a fun photo shoot in the ocean and we got to sleep in a Safeway parking lot. We stayed up till 4am like talking and laughing and telling stories all night. So those unplanned moments, the things that you didn't expect Mm -hmm. honestly are the best. So don't get freaked out. Don't, you know, lose everything over a little reroute or something going wrong, it'll probably turn out to be incredible. I I totally agree. And I've only had one situation where I didn't plan where I was like really mad at myself because I went down this um, Google Maps routed me down this farm road that was, it was terrible Mm -hmm. and it was dark. And so, I mean, yeah, I mean, it can be bad if you don't necessarily plan. So I say plan, but if you get thrown off the saddle, it's okay because yeah. you're going to find a whole new adventure. Yeah, absolutely. Even with like the propane, we didn't plan for that and we figured it out and it worked out and there was no reason to stress. So, yeah. So, I'm going to have another question for Shay here because okay. a lot of people like to obviously uh, Instagram their RVs and, and Shay is, uh, like I said, she runs, uh, you know, our large Instagram accounts and things like that. And so, tell us about how somebody should grow a channel, like grow an Instagram. Okay. Which is basically your job, you know? Oh, yeah, <laughs> so. for sure. So especially like doing RV, I follow on my personal Instagram a ton of RVers or van lifers or whatever you want to call them. Um, I think the biggest piece of advice is to be authentic and to show your everyday life. People want to like people want to live through you. So showing, you know, the ups and the downs of it, not just the pretty pictures, not just the aesthetically pleasing reels, but actually showing the ups and downs. Yeah, I agree with that. The, you know, the real life, you know, one of the, one video I made when Janet and I were in Colorado was when I locked the keys in the (laughs) the van and I had to find a guy with a ladder because I was stupid and didn't get the ladder on the back of my leisure travel van, which I say do if you're ordering one, Mm -hmm. because I didn't. Um, And then, you know, just fishing out keys and stuff like that. And that's a great, I have a picture on Instagram of me on top, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to fish (laughs) it out. And that's kind of fun stuff, right? Yeah. People are following you because they love what you're doing. So they want to see the true you talking and, you know, yeah, just showing your day to day. Yeah. And so I think Shay, we'll do another episode soon really about social media and how to really, uh, you know, because a lot of people, they love to do social media, obviously, in their RV and stuff. So I think we'll do another one. So make sure you hit that subscribe button um, whether you're on YouTube, whether you're on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or no matter what platform you are, you know, hit that subscribe button. So, and we'll get you some good information about that. Yeah. So, but I think that's it for for now. And like I said, I was also living uh, vicariously <laughs> through Taylor as she was RVing while my RV was just sitting doing nothing, and so I was very jealous as well. So, any last thoughts, Taylor? Just do it. There you go. go. Just do it. Go. Because you tell me that all the time. Oh, every day. I'm like, I don't know why you're not going. I see that RV. I'm about to take it from you. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go. I know. Yes, definitely for sure. But uh, thanks, everybody, uh, for listening, watching, however you're uh, viewing this podcast, listening to this podcast. And we will see you next time.